1: What's up fam? Welcome back to the Whoa That's Good podcast. Today is special because I have one of my good friends who's joining me on the podcast. This guy is hilarious. He is multi-talented, but he is filled with the spirit and the word of God. So welcome to the podcast, Nate Butler. What's up?
0: Hey, what up sis? How you doing?
1: So good. Better now. I've been pumped about this conversation. Little do people know we have been trying to do this for months, but because of COVID and yep. all the craziness of 2020, we have not been able to have this conversation. But I think the timing is perfect because I think ending this year, talking mm. about some of the things we've struggled with this year and just also moving forward, with hope for the next is going to be awesome. But before we get into all of that, Nate, I have to ask you the question of the Well That's Good podcast. What is one of the best pieces of advice that you've ever been given?
0: This was given to me by a pastor. Mm -hmm. I was on set and I had just came back from a long weekend of casting on the television show before with P. Diddy, DJ Khaled, and a couple other people. And I came back and there was a deal type of thing that was offered to me at the time, for a television show. And then also there were some things happening where I was getting a lot of speaking engagements and stuff like that. And and this pastor was like, I was like, man, I just need you to pray for me that I would find the balance in my life with all these things that I'm juggling. And then he said to me, if you wouldn't mind, can I just change your vocabulary for a second? I'm like, no, sure, please do. He said, Nate, I want you to take the word balance out he said, because nothing in your life deserves equal weight. Wow. Yep. That's what I see. <laughs> and he said, I would like for you to shift that word balance into the word priority. Mm. And then he went on to what we know biblically, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things will be added to it. And then he was like, so, Nate, you know, that should be there family next. And then he just went on and broke it down. He was like, but if you give everything equal weight, every single time you will fall and fail every single time Mm. because nothing deserves equal weight. So right now I live a life of priority.
1: It's good.
0: A lot of people, when they hear that scripture immediately, they think about the way you get all these things added is seeking you first the kingdom of God. And first of all, that's the wrong heart. Condition, But hmm. the big thing is that we are missing a very important part. And people glance over that next part. It's ye first the kingdom and its righteousness. It's good. And its righteousness. Then all these things will be added. The kingdom of God is God's way of doing things. And in his way of doing things, there is righteous behavior that is not earned.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That is actually given, but there's still only this holiness and this sanctification. There's so many different things. And
1: it's great. So,
0: all within that is kind of just wraps up into that what he told me. It's good. I'm just thankful for that. So, that's the best advice that he's given me.
1: I love it. Ella. love it. It's so good. So some of you may be wondering, who is this guy? Because the thing is, Nate, you so casually say things like, yeah, P. Diddy, DJ <laughs> Khaled, and then you're like, and then this pastor, and then this. And I'm like, yeah, that also was shocking to me. So funny enough, Nate and I met through World Vision. So Nate came out on tour on the Live Original tour whenever World Vision was sponsoring us. And he was just the World Vision rep. It was so funny. So my grandma, Two Mama, if anybody's ever seen her on Instagram, mama. She's the best. So she comes to every single thing we ever do. And she was like, have y'all seen seen Nate like have y'all seen like his like thing we're like who's Nate she's like how do you not know who Nate is Nate like he's the world vision guy like he's amazing and like she was like fangirling over Nate she loved you and we were like who's Nate so we go and we watch you one day I mean you crushed it it wasn't Mm. just like a world vision pitch it was like preaching the gospel and like you were so funny it was so relatable you also like have the best fashion and we're like who is this guy somebody like googled Nate And your Wikipedia is quite impressive. He like produced all these different albums, your casting agent, all these different things. But yet, what I loved about you is you were on tour, serving God through World Vision, and I also know that you've served at Passion City Church. Like you've done so many different things for the church, but at the same time, you've also done a lot of successful things in the world. And so, for you, like, what is that importance for you to serve and to give back? Whenever you know you could just be going off and doing music and doing all these different things what brought you back to that like servant heart
0: well I have to take it back to when I was first trying to start to get into the music business mm-hmm. gosh it was years ago and everything that <laughs> the, everything my hand touching actually was failing That's the best way to put it. You know, it was not prosper. You know, you was like, you get planted by the rivers of living water and everything. Your hand touches will prosper. You know, like that didn't happen for me. So I think I was by a dead stream because like everything, (laughs) everything I was touching, like it just wasn't working. I was on my way to go sign a record deal at the time. And I was in this crazy car accident. A car runs the stop sign and wraps my car around a tree. And I walked away without a scratch and... When something like that happens to you, immediately you just start to reevaluate life on so many different levels. And right. it was God's grace that saved me because we know the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But what I noticed was in that moment I was just like, "Wait a minute, what am I actually doing with my life?" Well, wow. I was like, "What am I actually doing?" I was born again. I love the Lord, but the Lord that I was worshiping was actually the god of hearsay from my dad and my mom the god of like hearsay meaning i knew what god had done for them but i did not know what god was doing for me i didn't have a relationship with him wow so my relationship with god was being lived out through just my parents and my grandparents and in that moment i met god in a new way and mm-hmm. i was like you know what it's time for me to just kind of lay back, give God everything, meaning I put down music for like a year and I just prayed and I fasted. Mm. And in that year, I fell in love with Jesus.
1: It's amazing. I just,
0: I fell in love with him. And from that moment, he took this heart of just wanting to be on stage and take my shirt off and be like Bobby Brown and be like, (laughs) ladies, ladies, um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he took he took that heart, and he really softened it, and it just became soft and pliable to where I just fell in love with the things of God. It's good, and I wanted people to experience what I had been experiencing, and I always go back to that place to just having a soft and pliable heart, to where I want to do things for others and not for me.
1: Hmm. Good, I love that. It's crazy that sometimes it takes those moments in life that stop us long enough to think about why we're doing what we're doing. And I mean, even though it's so hard to go through those things, like a car accident or like anything that's tragic that happens, sometimes those are the moments that actually end up making us like who we are. And so it's cool to see what God did from that moment. Speaking of another moment that I know God has kind of used to define a new chapter of your life is just your survival and your victory over COVID. I would say I want you to share your story, but it's more of a testimony when I hear you talk about it. So, you know, we've talked about my COVID story on the podcast, but I would love for you to share a little bit about what you experienced and what God taught you in the midst of the sickness and and in the midst of the pain and coming out of that on the other side. What can you look back on and say, wow, God, even though that was so hard, I'm glad I saw you in this way.
0: So I got COVID extremely early. I got COVID like the The beginning of March, when no one knew anything remotely about the disease. So I end up getting COVID really bad, really fast. Temperature, 103. I remember one night I was sleeping on, um, I had like some concrete floors in my house, and I was sleeping on the concrete floor in my boxers. A couple of days later, it got so bad that I couldn't breathe. It felt like someone had a belt and it was tied around my chest. Wow past the last hole. And it was just really tight. My temperature at this point is about 104. My wife shout out to Ari, she had called one of our friends who's an emergency room doctor and was like, "Hey, Nate's experiencing this XYZ" and she was like, "You have to get him to the hospital right now." And she told me exactly what to say. It was these words that I had to say to be able to get into the hospital because at that point they really weren't letting a lot of people in. I remember sleeping she came into the room. She's like, "Day, we have to go to the hospital. And I remember saying to her, I just need about 15 minutes of sleep. I just need the rest. But what's crazy is, is that I knew that if I went to sleep, I would not wake back up. Wow. And I was okay with it. That's the hmm. wild thing because the mental and spiritual warfare and things that are going on with that. It was almost like, you know, you know, kind of like when the enemy was talking to Eve and was like, "Yo, just eat that. Everything's going to be okay. And it was almost like, surely you won't die. And in that moment, it was like, I kind of knew and I felt the Holy Spirit's like, do not go to sleep. Wow. I heard, Nate, wake up. It's time to go. And she said she didn't yell. She said it was normal, but it almost felt like the roaring lion was coming out of her. That's what I heard. And I woke up immediately and I'm shuffling to go to the hospital we get to the hospital everybody has on hazmat suits and as soon as I go in I see an elderly man to the left and I go back into the back about four minutes later I see all these doctors running and rushing and he coded like he died Uh, with COVID that's the first thing I see wow they get all of my vitals down and stuff like that and I stayed there for like five hours and they told me to leave so after the 5 hours them getting all the fluid and inflammation down, they were like okay, you got to go. And at that moment, everything was kind of okay. But 2 days later is when basically all hell broke loose. It was like the enemy had just tried to release everything up against me. And it's around 2:30 in the morning, I wake up and I am basically just talking gibberish. Hmm. My mouth was disconnected. From my cognitive thinking. Hmm. My brain was thinking. I was having a conversation with myself. Like, oh my goodness. I can't stop my mouth from talking. Hmm. It just would not stop. It was like. It just wouldn't stop. Now at this moment. The first thing I thought about. Was how many people with mental illness. Are on the street.
1: Hmm.
0: They're just talking. But they're aware. That they can't stop themselves from talking. And this is what's happening to me. And now. I'm still able to move, you know, and by this time I really couldn't walk. I I found out later that I had blood clots and I'm just really crying out to the Lord in my head. I'm just crying out to him. Like, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Calling on the name of Jesus. Like, Lord, you, your word says that you know my thoughts. Like, and I'm really just crying out to the Lord and I can't stop my mouth from moving. And then after that, I had about maybe five seconds of a window and that window, I was able to, to gain control over my mouth, and I was like, Lord, please help me. And then I went back to gibberish. Then I'm just like, okay, well, Lord, this may be it, because I'm kind of going in and out. And then I I sense something that was in my heart saying, like, I'll help you to the shower. And I'm sitting like, wait, you'll help me to the shower? What? <laughs> what kind of, like, and I'm thinking like... <laughs> What? <laughs> what? Like the shower, you know what I mean? And I'm yeah. like, this has to be a joke because I'm like, I, I can't even make it to the bathroom. And, and honestly, I don't remember getting to the shower.
1: Wow.
0: But I get to the shower, I turn the handle to like warm, but it felt like scalding hot water on me. Hmm. Turn it all the way down to cold. And I'm in the shower for 10 minutes, just water coming over me, cooling me off. I gain control over my... Mouth after about 10 minutes, and I'm just weeping. I'm weeping.
1: Mm.
0: I'm like, Lord, what is going on? And even as I'm talking to you now, I'm remembering this moment so clear. I went back into my room, and my mother, she's like up at 4 a.m., and she sent me a text message and said, Nate, I want you to listen to this. I was up, and the Lord put this on my heart, and she sent me this song on YouTube of just old time gospel songs of a prayer service from back in the day. And I turned it on and I started worshiping and praising the Lord. And I was singing, I was coughing. I couldn't breathe, but I was just in. Hmm. I was, I was hmm. in that room and, uh, And it was in that moment, I was like, I was like, you know, a praise is my weapon. And I was like, I will live and I will not die because up until then, I forgot who I was. Wow. I forgot that I was a king's kid. I forgot that I, that God had given me authority. I forgot about all of that. Fear had gripped me so much.
1: Hmm.
0: And I was just like, you know what? I'm not playing with this devil. Like, I'm not playing with them.
1: Mm.
0: And that's the day I decided that no more.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm going to go a little bit fast forward to what I gained on the other side. People always say when you come out of a hard, tough situation, people always say you kind of come out with more power mm. or you have a new authority. Yeah. And what I realized is that the authority is always there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You always have the authority. It's not that it was this new authority was given. It was an authority that you never needed.
1: Mm, Wow.
0: So I never needed the authority that I had to tug on and grab. I never needed that. Like when the children of Israel and they would go through something with God and, and he would reveal himself in a new way, they would reveal himself as Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shama, you know, Jehovah Shalom, their peace. They would remember this. So when I came out of this COVID situation, I met God in a new way, and I was able Mm -hmm. to gain authority that was already available for me. I grabbed that portion, and I took that with me. The beauty of all of it is you don't have to give it back.
1: Mm, That's good.
0: Once you get it, you don't have to give it back. It's yours. So now I remember that he was jehovah Rapha, my healer. That's great. I met the healer, and I don't have to give that authority back. Mm. I've just never needed it before.
1: Yeah.
0: All of that works out great. Get out of COVID. Then I get pneumonia. Wow. <laughs> then once I get pneumonia, I have a collapsed lung. Had to have emergency surgery while awake. It was horrible. Dang. <laughs> and the nurses were laughing because I was screaming extremely loud. But, you know, I'll be an extra though, you know. You know. <laughs>
1: You're always going to be extra.
0: <laughs> and, you know, they're laughing. And, and so then I'm in the hospital <laughs> for a couple of days and then I come out. And I have another collapsed lung.
1: Dang.
0: And then I go to the doctor that Monday. And then the doctor's like, okay, you have a collapsed lung. This is crazy. And he looks at my CAT scans and he says, not only do you have a collapsed lung, you have basically five tumors in your lung. So pneumonia, collapsed lung, five tumors in my lung, and I have another collapsed lung. The doctor was like, we need to do two procedures, one surgery. We're going to take your lung and we're going to attach it to the chest cavity wall, and then we're going to cut out the tumors. However, we cannot give you this surgery because your lungs are so damaged from COVID and pneumonia. They're inflamed and they're scarred. They're 90% inflamed and 90% scarred. I need the swelling to go down at least 50%, because if I open you up and do the surgery now, you'll lose your lung. Mm. 27 days later, I have another CAT scan three days before my surgery, The swelling has gone down and scarring has gone down uh, 80%. Wow. So God had already done a work. Yeah. And then three of the tumors were gone. What? (laughs) Yes. Three days (laughs) later, when I went in to do the surgery, they attached my lung, which was, that all was crazy. But then when they came out, the doctor was like, well, we looked everywhere. And we couldn't find the other two tumors either.
1: Oh my God. (laughs) So
0: God had removed them all from me because they would have had to have cut. When they say section off the tumors, they would have had to cut them out of my lungs. So God really, he just showed up. And this was from March 13th to July the third. Now there's so many course God details that kind of happen in that that makes it even that more juicy and stuff. But for sake of time, that's what happened. Oh
1: my gosh, Nate! Thank you for sharing that. I mean, I even know the story, but even to hear it again, like every time, it makes me just emotional and in awe and wonder at God. And I love what you said about the authority. It's not necessarily a new authority. Yep. It's authority that you never needed, and it's really cool because seeing you grab onto that authority, and then even whenever I had. COVID and obviously it wasn't nearly as close to as bad as yours but I remember like day like 10 and I was like this is like forever and I remember just being mentally exhausted and physically tired and all this stuff and I remember you called me one morning and you were like it's over like no more the enemy does not get another day like get up and no and I I mean it was the best and then two days later I did I was like I'm up like and you were like you need to start praying out loud you need to start Worshiping in your house, you Mm -hmm. need to like start fighting this battle. And like you said, like let your praise be your weapon. And I mean, Christian and I took it so Mm -hmm. seriously after that. And I mean, mentally, I started regaining strength. And then later, you know, physically started catching on to that. And again, it's like I found this authority that I had never needed before. So I didn't know how to tap into that. I didn't know how to call on for that. Mm -hmm. But having you who had been through that and teach me that, like it helped me so much. And so I just think that's so cool. And I think that's powerful for those listening that, If you've been through something hard and like you found authority in God through it, like call somebody else you see going through it, pray Mm -hmm. over them, help them, like speak scripture over them. Nate like called out stuff in my life. He didn't even know was in my life, but it helped me like so much. And so, gosh, I just think that that is so powerful. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Mm. Nate, we we could talk so much about I know, so many things. I know. I know. And I, I know this, this podcast is a little bit heavier and it's a little bit deeper. It's all um, good. but the truth the truth is for those listening, the reason why this is gonna be deep and we're we're talking about some of these heavier things is because Nate and I are actually friends. These are things we actually talk about in life and I think these are the kind of conversations you have to have with your yeah. friends. These are the kind of conversations you know you can't just watch on the news. You need to call a person that's going through it with you and talk to you about it. So the other thing I want to talk to you about is the racial tension that we faced this year. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to bring up what happened in Atlanta, which I haven't talked about publicly at all. And I don't want to dwell on what happened more so what happened after. But to summarize it real quickly, I was in Atlanta with Christian and we were filming a video series for a Daniel study that we were doing. Anyways, I go out in the street of Atlanta, I was doing this video, and a car stopped. And these two guys, they were two black men, and they stopped the car, and they started yelling at us to put them on camera. And, you know, we were videoing, and we kindly waved and smiled, and kind of thought they were joking. And then just in a second, it just turned super bad. And they just started yelling that they're going to shoot us like we deserve because of the things that like we've done to them this year and that Mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter, don't we know that? And all of these different things. And they were just so angry and just yelling. And I was really afraid, honestly. I was really tearful. We totally just got cussed out, threatened, all this stuff. And I didn't know what to do. And Nate is from Atlanta. And so my friend called Nate and asked him if he can come and be with me and help me and just kind of work through what just happened. And so Nate and his wife, Tuari, first of all, went through Chick-fil-A, blessing, and (laughs) got us some dinner and came. And the stuff that you spoke over me in that moment, like I'll never forget. And I just want to like first start by saying this to people listening, you know, it would have been really easy in that moment to call somebody who is just like me and Mm -hmm. could have just said, well, that was so wrong of them and that's why we have to be careful and that's why you shouldn't go out and that's why, you know, this is so bad and they could have just blamed them the whole time because of how like wrong that was, but I didn't call someone that looked like me, I called Nate because I was like, Nate understands this more than I ever could and I want to understand. and I don't want to be wounded by this and hurt by this and make me, you know, be fearful of somebody who looks different than me or make me, you know, start talking negative about someone who looks different than me just because of one experience that I had. And Nate and Tueri came and first of all, prayed over us and just shared a lot of wisdom with me and Christian. And so I just wanted to talk about some of the stuff that you shared with me that night about stuff that you had been through just like that on the opposite end and how you've come to the place in your your heart where mm. you don't hold some of the hurt that maybe one individual person said to you against a whole race of people because that was something that really hit me that night.
0: One of the first things I said if I remember correctly was what are you going to do are you going to quit? Did I say that right? Did I say-
1: <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I was like, you know, what are we going to do? Are we going to quit? Like this is what the enemy wants. Let me just go ahead and throw that out there to anybody right now like Oh man, this is so good. Okay, so before I even get into that, let me just share this with you guys. The Bible says we have to fight the good fight of faith. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: The good fight of faith. So that actually means that there also is a bad fight of faith. Mm. Wow. And I think too many of us are engaged in the bad fight of faith, a faith that is mixed with unforgiveness. A faith that is mixed with hatred, a faith that is mixed with all, a faith that is mixed with pride, arrogance, Mm -hmm. a faith that is mixed with racism. And what ends up happening is you will lose that battle every time. Mm -hmm. So we must fight the good fight of faith. Maybe about Two months earlier, I was on tour. I had just come off stage. The people that were helping me out that night, they were up in the balcony. And so I had full access to go up in the balcony. And I go up in the balcony, and I'm just kind of sitting there watching the rest of the evening performance. And this police officer comes up to me. They were off-duty officer, but they were working at this theater. And he began to truly, like, harass me and tell me that I needed to leave the balcony. And I was like, sir, I don't think you understand. Like, these guys that are here with me right now, they're here helping me. Like, I'm, like, in charge. And he was like, no, you need to leave right now. And he began to get forceful. And I was like, sir, I don't think you understand. Like, I belong. He said, no, you don't. You don't belong here. You need to leave. And matter of fact, I want you to leave the building. And I was like, Mm. I just left the stage. He began to get really forceful with me. This is like maybe about a month before I got COVID. And I began to have all the feelings. And this is the first time in that moment there was someone, and this is the kicker, that did not look like me, that actually came and stood in the physical gap and began to say, Let me explain to you, officer, why you're wrong. And they really began to kind of go in on this officer. It was a white girl, and she was awesome. Shout out to Brittany. And she really just stood in the gap for me in that moment. And she began to truly take up for me. And the theater, they knew who this officer was. It wasn't the first complaint that they've had about him. It just didn't turn out, unfortunately, too good for him in that moment. However, at the end of the day, this isn't the first time something like that has happened to me. That was maybe the first time with an officer, but it's happened with me with people. I mean, I've been called, you know, the N-word, all sorts of stuff, with just different people I've experienced over life. However, this is what I want to share: is did I leave that particular situation angry at a whole race of people? Did I leave that situation angry with police officers? All across the United States. No, I didn't. Because if I had have, that would have been me fighting the bad fight of faith.
1: Hmm.
0: And I would have been using carnal weapons. Mm-hmm. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. And so in that moment, I was like, no. I will think on things that are good, just pure. And I just decided in that moment that this is something was like literally was I going to quit? Was I going to stop? Was I really going to stop in not wanting to unite the kingdom? Was I going to stop in for the kingdom not to look colorful and diverse? That's not what I wanted to do and I had just made up in my mind that I'm not going to fight The bad fight of faith. I'm going to fight the good fight of faith. Mm -hmm. I think it's funny that most time when those things happen, that people put on their own armor. It's true, and they try to fight those situations. But the Bible says, "Put on the whole armor of God." Yep, we have to put on His armor, and the moment we step into, well. Blah, blah, blah. You said, you know, and there's a time for righteous anger. There is a time, Mm -hmm. but you can have righteous anger with God's armor on. Yeah. So, in that moment, when that happened to you, I immediately saw what the enemy was doing. I saw it because you and I had just come off of doing that amazing piece on Race in the Kingdom. Yeah. Which to this day, people are still talking about it. To know that. He wants to come against you and me to shift our perspective on how the kingdom on earth should look. Because if you get angry at some bad apples and I get angry at the other side, then what's going to end up happening is is that you and I will never be able to come alongside of each other and bridge the gap. It's true. I just kind of saw in that moment that the enemy really wanted to use that to get you to be fearful, to be fearful of those around you, be fearful of those of the other race. And I just was like, no, like no devil, you're not going to do it. Because again, what are we going to do? Are we going to quit? We can't quit. It's good. I mean, the Bible clearly says, do not be weary in well-doing. That means we will have the opportunity to get weary. Yep. So doing good is not always a walk in the park.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: but we are mandated to not get weary and well-doing mm-hmm. it's mandated. And those things are put in front of us to make us weary, mm-hmm. to make us say there's no hope, to make us say that nothing's going to change, to make us say that there's no good in those people. Those types of things are always put in front of us to make us weary, but I will not get weary and well-doing. I will press on. It's
1: good, Nate. You
0: will press on. Yep. We will put on the whole armor of God. We will not fight in our own armor. We will fight the good fight of faith. Like, no more of just playing with the devil. Like, it's no time for that.
1: Yeah.
0: We don't have time for that. It's good. You know, I'm going there, so go <laughs>
1: Go there. I love it. It's so good. That's so good. I think this is such an important conversation, and I think it's so good for people to hear. Like I said, these are the conversations you need to be having with your friends and not the ones that you just say, oh, look at the other side. They're so bad because dot, dot, dot. It's like, hey, look, we need to fight to believe for what Jesus believes in for us. Mm -hmm. We need to fight to bring heaven to earth. We need to still fight for unity. We need to fight against the fears that we might have because of things that we've seen or things that we've experienced. And so for you, you might not have had an experience like I've had, and you might not have had an experience like Nate's had, or maybe you've just watched it on the news and you've seen it on the news. And even that, the things that you've watched have made you fearful, have made you have hate in your heart or bitterness or judgment towards a whole race of people. And I just encourage you, check your heart, purify Mm -hmm. your heart, renew your heart, because you can't quit. Like Nate said, you can't just say, oh, because I've seen this and because I've experienced this, this. Means everybody from that side is bad, and I'm not gonna try to fight for unity. And so, Nate, I just appreciate you just fighting for kingdom and. I appreciate you helping me in that moment because I'm not going to lie. I was gripped with fear and I was like, mm-hmm. I've never going out on the street yep. again. And like, I mean, seriously, I, I, was, <laughs> I was like, I've never coming back to Atlanta. Yep. And you were just like, no, Sadie, what are you talking about? Because the, the truth is that's not really what I think. That's not really what I believe. But fear can make you say things that aren't really aligned with the truth of who you know you are and what you know you believe. And so thanks for doing that for me. Uh, I wanted to finish this on... Uh, kind of an interesting, fun note. So yeah. I wanted to ask you because, you know, obviously we talk about hard things. There are hard things in life. You've been through hard things. I've been through hard things. But you're also one of the most fun people I've ever met. <laughs> and like, <laughs> love to hang out with you and see you are. So much fun. You're hilarious. So how do you balance life being hard mm-hmm. and not being naive to that, but having just the joy of the Lord inside of you and having fun?
0: Honestly, I just don't take myself too seriously. I don't believe, well, sometimes I believe it, but I try not to believe the Nate Butler hype. (laughs) Because, you know, sometimes you can get to places to where you've accomplished some things in life. and But I started realizing that everything that I've accomplished, I have to laugh at it because if people really knew... I'm like, you guys don't have no idea that I have no idea what I'm doing. You know what I mean? It's like, people are like, well, how did you write that song? Like, I really don't know. Like, (laughs) I don't know how I ended up on that show. And and I just really don't take myself too seriously. And I do give a lot of honor to God. Like, seriously, everywhere I've been, he's always kind of gone before me. And then the places that I've kind of... He hasn't gone before me. Those are the really things that I laugh about because I'm like, man, I really, (laughs) I really just like messed up and I'm in this situation. And it's not funny when you're in it, but when you kind of get out of it, you're like, man, that was really stupid, you know, And (laughs) because you kind of get ahead of God. And I'm like, man, God, where are you? He's like, man, I'm over here. Like, what you (laughs) doing over there? Like, (laughs) like I'm over there, you know what I mean? So I just don't take myself too serious. That's kind of what it is.
1: That's good. I love it. One, I love you. I love Tuary. You you guys are amazing. Thank you for just being willing to share your story on the podcast with a whole lot of people. I think it's going to encourage people. I think people are going to walk in the authority that they are finding in God right now. And I hope that it helps people fight uh, to believe in other people that might look different than them. Because what my hope is in finishing this year with this podcast or one of the ones we're finishing with is that, you know, we'll actually learn from the things that we had to learn from Mm. this year. That we won't just, you know, say, man, that was tough and hopefully 2021 will be better. We'll say that was tough and we grew stronger and we're going to be better in 2021. And so I'm encouraged by you. Thank you so much. We love you. you. And can't wait to see you next time. Next time we're going to be doing an event together. I know. Isn't that
0: crazy? But you know what? Know, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be phenomenal. So,
1: it is. So, it's sis,
0: it's awesome talking to you. Oh, tell two mama, tell your mama, and <laughs> tell your daddy, tell your brother, tell your sisters that I said, What's I'll up? I'll tell them all.
1: I'll tell them all. We love you. We'll have the best rest of your day.
0: Absolutely.
1: our usual. Thank you so much for sending in good and bad advice to the World That's Go podcast. Instagram and LO Sister app. We love it. Alright, Christian, you ready? Yep. Alright, let's see what you think about this. Common sense is genius dressed in its working clothes. That's the best way to describe common sense. I'm someone who really loves common sense. That made me think for a second. Genius dressed in its working clothes is common sense. Yeah. I'm just picturing like a common sense male. I just thought of another good piece of advice as I just said that. Sometimes you have to rework a sentence for it to sound better. (laughs) Period. This this is good advice during the segment. Yeah, you know, you gotta love that. I really do love common sense. It's refreshing to meet people who have common sense. Sometimes people who don't have common sense, I love you, but sometimes they can kind of ignore me. And that's something I'm working on. True. That is true. I've, I've actually seen that in you. We're, we're, we're real. Oh, that's we are real. We're straight up. We're straight up. We're talking about the real stuff. Like if you're someone in the Baskin-Robbins line and you're 20 yards behind the other car, scoot up. That's Christian's biggest pet peeve Big because, question. okay, so I don't know if Baskin Robbins is a huge thing where you're from, but where we live, it is the hype. Okay. It used like for the first like month and a half, it was open. It took at least an hour to get to the front of the line, so Christian, it would drive him crazy. He one, one car that was like twenty yards behind, and so we I'm don't like, be like road. waiting on the road. So yes, common sense is genius. Dressing working clothes, we respect those for common sense. And if that was your Baskin Robbins, all right, life's a climb, but the view is great. I can almost see it. That dream I'm dreaming, but... There's da, a voice da,
0: inside my head saying... Wow. Sometimes you. So is it good
1: advice?
0: Great advice, yeah.
1: <laughs> There's even a whole song about but it. The
0: view is always
1: great. <laughs> it's the class. Yeah, I don't know what a microphone does I think Miley Cyrus it. sent that question in. I think she did. Thank Miley you, Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, Thank for following so The Whoa, that's good podcast. Whoa, that's good. <laughs> Y'all, we're short on advice today because our podcast went long, but so much good advice. Christian, Thanks for bringing your input to uh, our podcast. Sadie, thank you so much for your podcast. I said ours. I included oh, you in Thank that. you so much for our podcast. <laughs> Love you guys. See you next week for our final one before the new year. And like I've said the past few times, if you haven't gotten your passion tickets, go to passion2021.com and get your passion ticket. It's going to be an incredible Today. conference no, and we want to see you there. And all your friends. <laughs>